Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, rethinking business culture with a Harley Davidson veteran. And what's funny about that, and actually kind of sad, is that businesses tend to emulate and mimic the people that they compete against, the businesses yeah. they compete against. I mean, in what universe would that make sense? We want to be different than them, but let's position ourselves to look the same way they do. Let's use the same language. Do you want to make some noise? That's the question our next guest wants to ask you. Ken Schmidt is best known as the person who was primarily responsible for taking the Harley-Davidson brand and, and really burnishing it and making it an international powerhouse. In his new book, Make Some Noise, The Unconventional Road to Dominance, he's a lot to say about how you can make your own business stand out and why the pull to look conventional can undermine business growth. If you're ready to shake up your leadership style or make strategic decisions that drive your business forward, Ken's here to tell you, let's make some noise. Well, let's take a ride with Ken here in the studio. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Well, make some noise. I love the title, but you know, it strikes me, I often hear people criticize businesses because they're just always making noise trying to get our attention. I don't think that's what you mean. What kind of noise are you suggesting business and leaders should make? The, re the reason I... I use noise all the time as a subject is it, it's a to me it's a sublime metaphor for how the world really works and what i like to do is reduce everything down in a, from a business standpoint to what people say when they're referring to business if they're talking about you talking about your business they are in essence making some noise on your behalf and noise tends to go one of two ways it is a static humming drone, which is the way most businesses are talked about. They don't really have anything distinct or memorable or different to say. So it's just kind of that predictable hum. Uh, or it's a very distinct noise that stands out that resonates that people recognize immediately. And the reason I said that's a metaphor is if you look at it the way I look at it, which is from a motorcycle perspective, is that you know a Harley's coming 100 yards before you see it. Any other brand of motorcycle, they all sound exactly the same. You have no idea who built it. Nothing precedes it. Nothing remains after it's passed. So from a business standpoint is you want to be like that Harley. You want to be known as different. You want to be seen as different, even though you're doing something that's the same as everyone that you compete against. And what a lot of people fall into, and you've pointed out in your book, is businesses tend to think, oh, I should compete on quality. I've got great quality or I've got great service. And they fall into the trap of the table stakes being these things that everybody needs to do, but understand that all you're doing there is just memorializing mediocrity. But what's funny about that and actually kind of sad is that businesses tend to emulate and mimic the people that they compete against, the businesses yeah. they compete against. I mean, in what universe would that make sense? We want to be different than them. But let's position ourselves to look the same way they do. Let's use the same language that they do. Let, let's spew the quality talk. You know, our commitment to excellence is unparalleled, and we care about our customers, and it's all about quality, and it's our people who make the difference here. Right. Well, haven't you heard all that stuff a billion times? In your life, we all have. And when did you believe it? See, everybody's making that same noise because they think they're supposed to. When in fact, it's working against them. Yeah, my stepfather was a package designer. Among other things, he designed the Campbell soup can. And oh wow! And we spent years teaching me about package design. He said, you know, soup's supposed to have these colors. Liquor's supposed to have these colors. A spark plug's supposed to look like this. And it, it, realize, it makes me realize that business and leaders, we all tend to fall into what we're supposed to be because of the 
you know, the commonality, but that then means we didn't stand out, don't stand out. So how do you recommend a business leader, we'll start with the leader because that's, I think, where it starts. How does a business leader start to create a culture where a company stands out instead of sounds like? Well, the first thing a business leader needs to do is realize that deferring responsibility for your competitiveness, your positioning, your reputation, your desired reputation, uh, deferring that to a marketing or sales function uh, is working against your company. It's also working against your competitiveness because the leadership has to determine exactly what you want or exactly what they want their reputation to be, what they want said about them, what they want to stand for in the market. Uh, what they want their people to say about the business. And you can't defer that, obviously, to another department and expect that to work. The biggest issue with a lot of businesses, the employees don't know why they come to work. Exactly. And consumers don't know why they want to buy the product. If employees don't know why they're at work and leadership asks, and I hear this everywhere I go, you know, what, are we, what are we doing wrong? We can't retain our people. And they say, well, of course you can't. They don't know why they're here. They don't know the overall mission. They don't know the part they play in whatever it is we're trying to build here. So they're going to look for that somewhere else. Yeah. My experience is that people want to win. And if you tell them how to win, they'll work like crazy and to win. People will rise to the expectation or the standard that leadership accepts. Now, without giving too much away, because I don't want to undermine your, your book sales, you use long distance motorcycle rides at a fair number of points in the book as a way to illustrate points. And by the way, I, I love taking that ride with you around Northern Italy. It was awesome. Thank but you. do you find that, um, do you use those experiences as, as a way to disable uh, or people's disbelief? Or do you think that we tend to do our most creative thinking when we're doing something we love and it takes us out of ourselves? Why did you, why was this a recurring theme in your well, that, book? That's a great point. The reason I use motorcycles is. Uh, whether I'm speaking somewhere or whether it's a, in a book or if it's online somewhere, is they're very easy, easy to visualize. They're loud. You can visualize yourself doing it, whether you've ever ridden a motorcycle or not. So you get that sort of experience thing happening there. But when you can visualize something, you tend to remember it. So I like to wrap my, my teaching points around sort of motorcycle metaphors or motorcycle experiences that way, if somebody in a working environment is repeating the learning that they just experienced through the book or through me in person, they'll use those same kind of stories, those same type of visual metaphors, so people that will remember them and repeat them. It's just a fun way to learn, frankly. And it's a great reminder that at the end of the day, noise is noise, but intentional noise is success. Intentional noise is a beautiful thing. Well, thanks for taking the time. Ken Schmidt, check out his book, Make Some Noise, The Unconventional Road to Dominance. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And now, non-billable consult with legal expert Andrew Sherman. So a client called me the other day and said, I really think I need a kitchen cabinet for decision-making and to help guide my business growth. But how do I get started in forming an advisory board? Well, for many entrepreneurs and small business owners, it is very lonely at the top. Other than talking to yourself late at night, which can work, many entrepreneurs and small business owners really need to put some type of sounding board in place, but they may not be ready for the formality and expense of a full-blown outside board of directors. And actually, many of the people that would be interested in serving on your advisory board may not want the full liability that comes with being a full-blown board of directors. Advisory boards are very effective ways to get insights 
and knowledge to guide your decision-making and give you some ways to really hold yourself accountable to milestones and to performance and to the execution of a business plan. But you don't just cobble the advisory board together willy-nilly. If you really want to do it right, consider all of the variables that go into structuring an advisory board properly. What will the roles and responsibilities be? How long will the term be? What will the compensation to the advisory boards be? Think about things like diversity and composition of the board. You wouldn't want all accountants on the board, particularly if you have that same background. You want to get diversity of thought, diversity of input and experience. What will the regularity of meetings be? What will be the expectations in between the meetings? Who will form the agenda? Who will chair the advisory board? And of course, issues of confidentiality. The best way to capture all of these issues is to work closely with your lawyer to draft an advisory board participation agreement. So what's the takeaway? Yes, it's lonely at the top, but there are structures available to you to get guidance. Advisory boards can be a great way to help guide your path to growth, but make sure you put the obligations down in writing and be clear about expectations. That was your non-billable consult with legal expert, Andrew Sherman. Thank you to our sponsor, Tedco. Tedco invests in early stage tech and life science companies. It provides resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. Tedco's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md. And a thank you to our sponsor, JLL. JLL is a leading commercial real estate service company within the Washington, D.C. metro area, serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. Thank you to Speakerbox Communications. Speakerbox is your team for meeting the unique demands of the technology sector, crystallizing complex ideas, targeting highly intelligent buyers, and moving at the speed of tech. Since 1997, they've given voice to many of our industry's top thinkers and performers. Check them out at speakerboxpr.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Tandem Product Academy. If you're looking to grow a software technology business and you're past your first five employees or your first half a million dollars in revenue, their free educational program will teach you how to grow your business. Supported by a broad group of our region's leading business organizations and local governments, Tandem Product Academy is free to participants. Learn more at tandeminnovate.com. Thank you for joining us on What's Working in Washington. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com.